You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject I have coming up for you is Henker Blacksmith. He plays bass in Finnish outfit Children of Bottom. The reason for the conversation is that the brand new album from the band is titled Hexed and it is released tomorrow, that being the 8th of March 2019. So let's have a listen to what Henker has to say. Here we go. What's been happening apart from the Aussie phone grind? <laughs> it's all it's all good. My my kid is a little bit sick, so I couldn't take her to daycare. So it's a little bit. She might be, you know, coming and ask ask me to change the program or something. So I hope you don't mind. <clears throat> of course not, mate. I'm a father of two daughters myself, and uh, it must be something going around Australia and Finland, I reckon, because uh, one of my two kids has um, has had this permanent sniffle, and God knows where she gets it from. But I remember. Just a quick story. We're on the plane flight flight over to the Philippines because my wife's family are Filipino. And we, oh, we stopped, wow. stopped off at Singapore and my kids got a virus on the plane that they actually, they because we were flying for, you know, Australia's bloody far away from everywhere. I think it was about 14 yeah. hours or so. I think by the time that we'd landed, so 14 hours later or what have you, they'd almost lost the virus by then. So they got it, they caught it, had it, lost it. Then they gave it to us, and we had it for about a week or two. You know what I mean? So kids, it goes through their system so quickly, but for us as adults, it just, man, it just lingers and just makes us feel like shit. Yeah, it is. Well, she has this cough, which is, she's had it for a week now, and just, I mean, otherwise she's totally fine, but it's just, it just sounds so brutal, and, you know, Mm. and now it's, the the winter is still on here, so it's, and when you take a daycare, they usually play half of the day outside, and, you know, so it's just something that I try not to avoid. I try to avoid now that she could be just inside and. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, that's that's the other issue too, isn't it? Because we, we our winters aren't brutal like what yours are, but we yeah. still have that thing where you go from outside it's cold, inside it's hot because heaters are on, and that's when that's yeah. the environment that breeds sickness. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's the same all over the world. I do find that about traveling to colder climates. I haven't been to Europe yet. I hope to go, but especially over in the States, like New York, where they've got that, where it's you freeze outside, but then you're too hot inside. So you're sort of constantly taking layers of clothes off. It's uh, just one of those things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. it is. It is tricky. Cool. Well, mate, we, we better talk about this album, this 10th this tenth album of yours, Hexed. Now, I had a really good listen to it today, actually, because it was in the Nuclear Blast portal. Been in there for a couple of days, but I was really able to sink my teeth into it. And I think it's an album that celebrates all of the greatest characteristics of the band. So... The thing that I've always liked about you guys is that I'm an old school, I'm a bit old school in a way in that I love bands like White Lion, so I can really hear Alex's Vito Brada-esque rhythmic phrasing, and and I love the fact that there's a real focus on melody with you guys juxtaposed against the death vocal, and the crowning achievement for you guys has always been, as far as I'm concerned, wonderful musicianship, wonderful musicianship from all of you. You know, and I'm a bass player too, mate, so I really get what you do and, and how much thought you give to what you do from a musician's perspective. But, mate, now that I've said all of that, what are your thoughts on the album? Well, I'm glad to hear hear all these, these things, of course. Um, the album itself, we did it in pretty much the same way we always done, so there was no, no uh, special, you know, direction or perspective that... We just did it. We this time we actually had a little bit more time to compose the songs, and it was mm. actually the first time ever that we actually went on tour in between the writing. So we had like I think we had like three okay. songs ready, and then we then we went for two month touring 
to celebrate the 20 years anniversary. Uh, so we played played a lot of those old tracks from from the 90s, and then we came back to back to the rehearsal place to 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 finish finish the songs. So there might be some uh, something you know some of course some subconscious effect on the on the songs and the songwriting too. Mm. So. So there might be that, that's maybe some of the older influences come from because we actually went on tour in between. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise, it's it's uh, yeah, I'm really happy with the album and uh, it it seems that it's getting better. It's it's a little bit harder for me to at least it's it's not it's not so easy listening at least for me. But yeah, but uh, I'm I'm really really happy with it. And some songs I you know for example this road. The song called "This Road." I didn't yeah. like it at all in the beginning, but now, now after after six months, Shifted. I'm a fan. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, the the only is, don't take this as a criticism at all. This feedback here, and it's probably because I'm a bass player, okay, that I picked up yeah. on this. But you are a very, very good bass player, I must say. I I had to. I found myself, you know, when you put your headphones close to your head, close to your ears, and you press them in so they can hear the bass better. I found that yeah. I was doing that that a lot because you've got a lot of really tasty runs that you've put underneath Alex's guitar playing, but I just, I don't feel as though whoever mixed it, mixed your, mixed your, I think it was Miko, Miko Camilla, who's done all of your albums, I think, or thereabouts since, since 1998 or so, but, and as I say, don't take this as a criticism at all, but because you are such a good bass player and you write such great parts, I just like to hear you a bit better. That's all. So, <laughs> so what was that a discussion that took place in, in the studio when you were mixing it or when you were mastering it, where you, where you thought, well, did it come up at all the bass the bass sound no no it's not never really a discussion it's more like it's more like that we we just want to get a perfect mix yeah <laughs> and yeah. then and then the, then the levels are what they are uh, i'm i've been lately very happy with the sound and with uh, with how the bass actually comes comes through because if you, you know, if you if you listen to the first albums you it's it's almost like you know justice for all. Yeah, it's inaudible. So, right? yeah. <laughs> the bass player, so, is light, so, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but lately it's been much better, and so I'm 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 happy, and I, you know, I just I just try to look look the big picture and. Yeah, that's look. But that's I'm, fair of enough. course, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, well, I'm glad glad to hear that you would you would want it more up. Well, you, you've got a lot of really. I, I don't know the songs intimately, so I can't recall the actual songs that I was listening to and the parts and the songs. And, and yeah. tell you where I really enjoyed some of the stuff that you were doing. But the best thing I like about your bass playing is you're not just following Alex. You've actually got your own melody. You know what I'm saying? Like you're actually like yeah. a rhythm. You're actually like a second lead guitar on, mm. on occasions. And, and I love that with a bass player because, man, a lot of bass players are frustrated guitarists and they play it like a guitar. But you're still playing <laughs> it like a bass. But you've got these mm. wonderful rhythmic qualities that then sort of morph into a bit of a lead line for a little bit and and it's a bit like what Rex from Pantera used to do when he when he was obviously in Pantera uh like underneath mm. the song Floods and okay. um, that's that's what that's I was hearing man so yeah yeah check it out i mean you, you clearly know yeah. what the hell's going on behind that bass guitar and don't get mm -hmm. me wrong a lot don't you know a lot of metal bass yeah. players just phone it in as i say or a frustrated guitarist but you're one of well, those I... you're right so you go man yeah, no, I think I may, I might have been like when when I started, I maybe wasn't more like frustrated guitar player. But then, then more the more you play with these guys and the more experience you get and the more wiser you get, then then I, hmm. then I you know, I find my place in a way, and I think I'm more comfortable nowadays. Yeah, with the bass in this band than than I was you know in the in the first albums. Hmm. Yeah, well, with, gosh. 
talking about first albums, and I, and I mentioned it in the introduction to my first question, I suppose, but 10 albums in, you know, I say this with my tongue firmly planted in cheek, but you are dangerously close to making heavy metal a, a career. So <laughs> did you think you'd still be doing this 23 years after you first joined or started the band? No, of course not. That would be that would have been yeah. ridiculous. When I, of course, when when we started the band or when I joined the band, we we just wanted to. The dream was to get a record deal, and then when that happened after a few years, it, would, it took you know it felt like an eternity. But when we got the record deal, we're like, what the hell? And then the record deal was actually three albums. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? We're three albums how, how are we going to be able to do that you know that's going to be a long time and we're going to be what are we going to be then when the third album is ready yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah so yeah, i just remember this this i remember clearly how i felt about the first year with the three albums and then and then everything else is just you know way beyond of anything I well it's imagine. i mean you, you started you started the band when heavy metal was about as popular as well, I don't know. You can use any superlative you want. It wasn't popular at all. Let's face it. Even yeah. even in Europe, it wasn't. I mean, it had its at Germany. It's always been very strong in Germany and I suppose Sweden, some of the Scandinavian yeah. countries. But elsewhere, man, I mean, you couldn't get a seat in any table anywhere if you're in a metal band. And you started it at a time that was probably perfect in some ways because you could sort of get to know the real metal fans. And then probably around about 2001 or 2002, I could be wrong here, but this is just going from memory. You guys exploded and you started to be able to tour places like Australia. Um, so, yeah. so look, just congratulations on being able to make it a career. It's bloody hard being a musician in any genre, yet alone heavy metal, but you guys have done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we have done it, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's very grateful for that. Mm. And Amico Camilla, who I mentioned before, who produced the album, he's been along for the ride almost the entire time. So is he like a, a member of the band at this point? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> God, no, <laughs> no. He's a, he's that was a, said emphatically. <laughs> he's a he's a good man, and uh, we like to work with him because it's so, in a way, easy. Yeah, and but you have to know, we have to really know him before it gets easy, you know, because it's yeah, he's a, he's a he's a weird character, but. There's the trust. He tells you when you should play it again, and he doesn't tell you. If he doesn't tell you, then it's good, and then then you can yep. move on. So it's very, you know, it's very convenient relationship with him, and uh, and then he he just makes a good sound. So there's there's the trust, and the, and that's why it's so easy to always go go with him. Mm. Okay, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. He's worked with a ton of other bands. I was looking at on Encyclopedia Metallion. So Ed Guy, yeah. I think, is just one off the top of my head. But there are a lot of other Charon. There are so many bands that that he's worked with. It, it, to be honest with you, before I did the research before this interview, and keep in mind, I've done almost four hundred interviews at this point. I hadn't heard of him. So he's just one of those guys that slipped underneath the radar. But he clearly does a good enough job. So he's he's, he's helped you guys sound sound fantastic over the years. Yeah, and he's he's one of those guys who doesn't really make make a you know he doesn't he doesn't uh, sorry I'm lacking the words he doesn't make a show of himself he uh -huh. he's very quiet he doesn't want to be in the spotlight I don't think he would never give an interview even though he was asked maybe maybe in some yeah. certain you know magazine but so he, so in a way it's not a it's not a it's not a surprise that you never heard of him because because. Because he's not loud, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. than in the credit credits of the albums, so which is also, I think, it's a very nice feature in in a, in a guy like 
that who is actually very good what he does and very successful, but he's still super humble, normal dude. Mm. Talking about normal dudes, the Wikipedia entry for you, I don't know whether you know this or whether you put it there or someone you know did it, but it says <laughs> I have, that... I haven't touched it. <laughs> well, it says, it says about you that you're the most... I don't even know what this means, to be honest with you. The most equilibriated member of the band <laughs> in a general yeah. way. Who wrote that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I also, I also read it from there, and and uh, I also didn't know what it means, but I guess it's, I, I took it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's sort of, it's sort of, it goes most equal, equilibriated member of the band. It sounds like lawyer speak or someone trying to sound yeah. <laughs> really smart and put some, you know, some attribute to to you as a, you know, this is this is his characteristic. He's the most equilibriated member of the band. But then they got comma yeah. in a general way, so it's like yeah. that could mean almost yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, so that's weird. I so you're know. the you're the guy who tells everybody to go home at three a.m. when they're in the pub and everybody still wants to kick on. Are you? Is that is that the role you play in the band? Uh no, not anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, it's it's like that being in a band, though, isn't it? You got to. I mean, yourself and Alex have been there since pretty much from the start. So, um, yeah. yeah. What about the relationship between you and Alex at this point? Is it? Um, well, there I can hear your your uh, young child in the background. They're coughing. Do you want to go and? Oh really? Take care of oh, things. She's or? down there in the basement. Well, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> but the... yeah, I, I heard her too. That's cool. If you need to step away for any set period of time, mate, you just go for it though. No dramas there. Gosh, no, as no. I said, I understand these things. So thanks. Th- um, thanks. It's okay. But uh, you and Alex, mate, are, are you mates? You know what I mean when I say that. From in the Aussie way, are you guys good buddies? Yeah. Do you hang out or is it business? Well, well, it's 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 not. I think the whole of the band, the, everybody of us is like it's we're more like. We're not really friends anymore. It's more like that we're, you know, siblings. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that uh, you know how siblings are. That you you enjoy the company always, and but you you have your you know your differences and you know them very well and you try to avoid to, you know you try you can you know how to avoid the conflicts and you can you also know how to you know, <laughs> to 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 create a conflict really easily if you want to. Mm. So it's. It's it's more like a sibling. It's like a brother, brotherhood is that the word? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's a very good and, word. And of course, one. yeah. No, of course we all, we we spend a lot of time together anyway. So it, because we are you know colleagues, so it's it's uh, yeah. I, I, in a way, it's like a friendship. But I don't I don't know if we're like you know buddies or mates. But of course, we, you know when we when we do press together, we have time, we have fun, especially on stage, we always have fun. So it's mm. it's very special special it's a weird relationship, but it's it's I think the most the most important thing is that always on the stage, you know, it's like if you forget everything else and then then it feels like in a way you are somewhere else and then you are just, you know, the best friends again. And yeah. know, it's 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 a weird situation. But I always like to compare it to to, to being brothers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that word you used before too, brotherhood. That's uh, I, I, I've having been in many bands myself. Um, I reckon good bands, brother. I call it the brotherhood and the sisterhood of the musicians. You know, you do you do form yeah. a very special bond with people that you perform music with. It's very similar to being on a sport, very successful sporting team. I think I having God, I haven't been part of too many successful sporting teams, but I have played a lot of sport, and it's a, there's a lot yeah. of similarity between the two because you've got to rely on the person next to you to deliver, so that you can do your thing. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. That's that's how it is, and I've got I've done so. I would never call it session work, but turn up and play work, as I call it. 
where people haven't been rehearsed and you just you feel like throwing your glass of beer on them to be honest with you because <laughs> yeah. you know you've you've worked yeah, so hard it must be frustrating yeah yeah well music yeah music's so obvious yeah. when someone hasn't rehearsed or doesn't know what they're doing yeah exactly yeah. that's that's why it's been very fortunate for us that and of course that's probably part of the success but yeah always when we we always everybody's tried tries to step up and you know be prepared when we meet and then you know then mm. then that's how it works hey i'll do a time check how much time have we got left uh hold on i think the next one is in 20 minutes but then i have to have to drive somewhere to, to do it so You're i right. don't know i think we started i think we have given like 20 minute slots so all i think we have like five all right mate i'll, I'll ask you one more question so you can so you can head off, but uh, Australia, you know, you must know that you got some fans here, and I even saw that um, one of my mates who I've done a lot of writing for in Metal Obsession has uh, Anwar. He's he even went to Alex's wedding, I think, from some of the photos that I saw on his Facebook timeline. So, so, <laughs> okay. I, so I think you guys, you guys do have a fan base down here that you must be aware of. But how would you describe the relationship between between you guys and Australia? Has it been a productive one for you? <laughs> Well, it's first of all, it's quite difficult to come over to do like shows in a like lucrative way. So, mm. and and like you maybe said, we we I think the first shows we ever played in Australia was like early two thousands. <clears throat> so we've been there a few times, and it's it's been always very very nice. It's a long way, and you have to usually combine it with with other markets somewhere yeah. nearby, you know, Japan, some closest Japan, Asia, mm. Southeast Asia. So, but yeah. The, the first feeling that gets to me is that it's 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 quite hard to to come to play shows there because it's so expensive for us, which is a sad thing. But then always when we went there, it's been super nice, small clubs or like maybe I don't know maybe mid sized mid sized clubs and a lot of people and and you can tell that when you come from a land so far away to another land so far away, the people are you know you can see that they're very happy that a Finnish band comes over to play mm. this kind of music for them. So it's it's a very special thing. It's it's a very special thing, just mostly because it's 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 so hard to get to and it's difficult difficult area for us. And mm. I really hope that we could we could get some shows this on this cycle too. Mm. I hope so too, mate. And I think a lot of fans here will be uh, eagerly awaiting a performance from you guys. So, uh, mate, I'll let you head off. Congratulations on an outstanding career. You've done it for a long time now, and and uh, here's to the next twenty three years of uh, playing bass in an excellent heavy metal band for you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. No worries, thanks mate. for chatting with me. No worries at all, mate. Pleasure. Okay. Hi. Gotcha. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was Henker Blacksmith from the Finnish outfit Children of Bottom. Thanks so much for listening.